We gather at this moment to celebrate and commemorate the life of Brother Thomas Edward Byrd, Sr. We're reminded that the songwriter tells us that earth has no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal. So as we come at this moment to give support and encouragement to Sister Jeanette, to the sons, Andres, Keith, to the daughter, Javanda, to the grandchildren, to his brother, Felix, and to the rest of the family that have come from near and far. Brother Bird will be missed, but he will never be forgotten. We're reminded that the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and day that dwell therein. This is also inclusive of the fact that we belong to God as well. And so as we seek and sense God's presence in this moment of grief, bereavement, tears, sorrow, and yet paradoxically joy, let us bow our heads that we will avail ourselves to the movement of God's spirit. God, we come and we thank you for the life and the legacy of Brother Thomas Byrd. And now, God, we pray that you will be present in this moment. We pray you will manifest yourself as far as this worship experience is concerned. Show yourself mighty and strong as only you can, O oh God. And we will bless your name for that. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. The Reverend Dr. Monica Redman, our executive minister, will be leading us in this worship experience. And uh, at this time, I will turn it over to her hands. Anybody believe that God is a good God? Come on all over this building. Let's give him some praise. God is a good God. Let's celebrate life today. We're going to ask for a song here. It is well with my soul. Is it well with anybody else's soul in here? It's well with my soul. and 
As well with my soul. Our Old Testament reading is found in a 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord bless the reading of the 23rd Psalm. Our New Testament reading is found in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. And it reads like this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. May the Lord bless the reading of this New Testament scripture, and may he bless those who are hearing. For just a few moments, if you would um, bow your heads, um, we want to go to God in prayer. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we come here today to celebrate life. We want to say thank you for the life of Brother Thomas Bird. Thank you, O God, for the love that this great man has shown this great church. Thank you, O Lord, for his life and how he extended love to all. Father, we pray for this family. We pray for Miss Jeanette. We pray, O God, that you will wrap your loving arms around her. Let her know, O God, that she's not in this all by herself. Let her know that she has a great big church family that's right here to serve her in any way that we can. God, let her know that she's loved. Let her know, oh God, that she's not by herself. Thank you, oh God, for these sons. God, thank you for them. Let them know that they're not by themselves. And we pray, oh Father, that you move up and down every aisle today. Move up and down the aisles showing your love and showing, oh God, that you're the kind of God who's with us in the time of distress. But God, you're even with us in the time of joy. So God, I pray that you spread some joy around this room. Let us know, oh God, that Brother Thomas Bird lived a good life. He lived a good life, oh God. And he's now resting in the arms of his Savior. God, let everybody know that we'll see him once again. Oh God, when we also live our lives, that's pleasing to your sight. But God, in the meantime, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will move up and down the aisles. We ask, oh God, that you touch our pastor. He stands to preach. Oh God, anoint him afresh. Use him today. God, like never before. God, help us to sing the songs of Zion today. Help us, oh God, to know that we are never alone. God, thank you. Thank you for being a kind God to us. Thank you, oh God, for just showing us, even in the midnight hour, that you're still God. And you're God above everything. God, we love you. We honor you. And we praise your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. Because he's been good to us, hasn't he? Hasn't God been good to you? Oh, yes, he has. And we just thank him. We're going to have another musical selection. I know who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. And we will continue in our worship. I won't worry about tomorrow. I will. 
sunshine for the clouds may turn to gray. I won't worry about my future for I know what Jesus said and today I know he walks beside me for he knows what Come on, let's give God some praise one more time. That was a wonderful, wonderful selection. It is now time for our moments of tribute. And I want to call these individuals in this order. Ms. Gwen Jenkins, Joe Grimes, Kamari Starr, and Ms. Eileen Bird. And I want to invite you to this particular mic that's here to my right. We all have gifts according to the grace God has given us. When you first meet someone, after you've given them your name, there's an awkwardness, but not with Thomas, whom I met almost 20 years ago at St. Paul. He had a way of making you feel comfortable 
with just having general conversation. He was very funny and had a great sense of humor. He would always take time to stop, to stop, and say hello to everyone he came in contact with during worship. I would ask Jeanette, where is Thomas? And she said, he's back there talking with someone. Thomas never met a stranger. I called Thomas my pew buddy. Thomas, Jeanette, and I sat together on the same row, the same pew, in the same seats every Sunday. We talked about how good God had, God had changed our lives and how God had been good to us. We talked about our families, especially his grandsons, whom he, were, he was very proud of. Whenever I received a special blessing from God, I'd tell Thomas. And when he and Jeanette received a special blessing from God, he'd tell me. There were times when during worship services, if the pastor said something that related to him personally, or the choir sang a song that touched him, I see him remove his handkerchief from his pocket and wipe tears from his eyes. He always gave God the glory. If you complimented him about something that he had done, he would always say, it's not me, it's God. You don't have to speak to someone every day or see them every day to, for them to have an influence on your life. I only saw Thomas on Sunday mornings or during special services that we had at church. But I'd like to think that he knew that his faith in God, his encouragement, his kindness and humor meant so much to me. He was my friend and I will miss him. Jeanette and family, I am praying for you. God bless. honor to God and uh, respect to Reverend Scott and Reverend Monica and to the family. Uh, Miss Jeanette, thank you for asking me to do this. Uh, I talked with my wife last night. She asked me if I know what I was going to say. I said, yes, yeah, somewhat. But it's kind of hard to put over 20 years of friendship into two minutes. I'm going to try. <clears throat> I think about Thomas as a friend that he was to me. I also wonder if he's the kind of friend that you'd like to have when you were growing up. And I could only imagine the mischief that him and his brother Felix would get into. Um, good times, I'm sure. Uh, Thomas was a good man. But um, I knew him as a man, and he was a good man. Um, there were, Thomas was the reason that I, one of the reasons that I came to St. Paul. He was the first person here to ask me to come to St. Paul. I didn't join at that time, but um, eventually did. Met Janet through Thomas, and um, most of the encounters I had with Thomas were in two different places. One was at the barbershop where I was cut his hair, and here at the church. Um, we talked about his family and God and his wife, and he loved them all. The only people that he probably loved more than Jeanette, if not as much, as his son, Keith, and his grandkids. He loved those grandboys. 
they're going to miss him, as we all will. But he, he left memories that um, you'll remember for the rest of your life, as I will. The other times was right down here in the front, here at the church, when sharing of the peace. Uh, Thomas would come down, shake a hand, and we'd compliment each other on the way we were dressed. He was a dresser. And oftentimes, you know, Thomas, I need to get that tie you got on after church. A couple of months ago, I saw this tie that I have on in the store, and it made me think of Thomas. I said, when we finally get back in church, I'm going to wear this tie the first day. And uh, I know Thomas is going to want this tie. Thomas was a good man. Um, One that I'll never forget, always remember. Jeanette, thank you for asking me to do this. And you guys, if you need anything, just give me a call. Thank you. He always made sure I had something, even if he didn't have it himself. He always took care of my grandma. He always took care of me. He always took care of my brothers. And even in the worst times, he always put a smile on his face and kept stuck, kept pushing. When I heard he had got sick, it hurt me. And when they brought him home, it broke me into tears. But my grandma said it would be okay. And my grandpa said it would be okay. Even when he was sick, he would look up at me, have a smile on his face, and say it would be okay, man. After that, I thought about all the times that we had together. When we went to Meadow Beach, when we went to Charleston, even when we was at home, we always had each other's back. Even in the worst times, he always had our back. Even though he's gone, he'll never be forgotten. And I love him, and I'll keep on pushing because that's what he wants me to do. And may he fly on like the bird he is. for this opportunity in church. Um, The Beautification Ministry would like to express our deepest condolences to the family of Mr. Thomas Bird. When the ministry was first developed, each person in the ministry exhibited their own unique talents to help in the beautification of the church. Some had skills in plumbing, construction, woodwork, upholstery, custom window treatment, and floral arrangements. Mr. Bird was able to serve as an honorary member because of his job. 
He would say, Miss Bird, call me when you need me. For those who know me, that is just what I did. His craftsmanship for building was awesome. His, he would build and repair things around the church to help beautify the church in all times. Such things as a cabinet closure door for a shelf in Reverend Bernie's office, a wardrobe for the choir robes, and and he made some statue, statue, wood statue stands and many other things he did. We salute you, Mr. Bird, for a job well done and your contribution to the ministry. To Miss Bird and the family, life is but a stepping place, a pause in what's to be, a resting place among the road to to a sweetest, to sweet eternity. Thank you, Miss Bird and family for sharing him with us for this time. We love you, and if you need us, please let me know. Thank you. Amen, amen. We want to say thank you to Miss Gwen Jenkins, Joe Grimes, Kamari, and Miss Eileen Bird. Thank you so much for your words of tribute and for painting such a beautiful picture of Brother Thomas Bird. But I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who are here. Thank you for how you have shown your love to this family. If you sent a card, if you made a phone call, if you even sent an email, whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement, I just want to say thank you. But I also want to say that tomorrow is going to be a little bit more difficult. So I want to ask you to continue making phone calls, continue sending cards, continue sending emails, because this family is going to need you more after today. After the scene of our next election, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, Dr. Robert C. Scott. storms keep on raging in my life and sometimes it's hard to tell night from day still there's hope that lies within that's reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared but he the storm 
Sometimes it's hard to tell night from day. Still there's hope that lies within that's reassured. As I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't cease, and just in case the gonna be tossed by the waves and the currents that seems so fierce but in the word of God I've got an anchor that keeps me steadfast unmovable despite the time Jesus is now 
when your friends they talk about you scandalize your name if you keep your eyes on jesus his love is never changes my soul my soul my soul my soul you put me down jesus picks me up he will be right here when the who is the resurrection and the life. The Holy Spirit, which gives us comfort in times like these. To um, Sister Jeanette, uh, to his children, grandchildren, his brother, um, it is our prayer that the Lord will continue to sustain you. To these wonderful grandchildren, were the apple of his eye, my prayer is that the Lord will give you comfort. Before um, I go to my text, I just want to give thanks to Dr. Redmond for providing uh, leadership to our media, uh, for being here, to our minister of music for blessing us with his gift of song as far as playing is concerned. Brother Scott Gibson, to our ushers for being so faithful on duty, to Sister Evelyn Portia for singing, to our songbird, Sister Daisy, for blessing us with her song, to Brother Joseph Jones for giving us his gift and reminding us our soul is anchored in the Lord. Um, also, just want to thank you all for those wonderful tributes. You all have done his eulogy. Uh, to Deacon Gwen Jenkins and Deacon in Training, Brother Joe Grimes, uh, to his wonderful and uh, insightful grandson for the sharing from the bottom of his heart, and to Sister Bird uh, for blessing us with the gifts that Brother Thomas Bird brought to the beautification ministry. Thank you, Sister Arlene. Um, Brother Bird, um, I've been here going on in my fifth year, and uh, Brother Bird, uh, I got to really know him um, when I first got here and after my first Sunday of preaching as the newly elected senior pastor. And he would come down and greet me um, 
every Sunday that he was here. And uh, since we've been out of the church, as far as the pandemic is concerned, I miss that. Um, he will be missed, but, but never forgotten. And um, I was just sharing with Dr. Redmond um, that when I first got here, um, the few funerals that I did do, because people were, of course, asking for either Dr. Redmond or Dr. Drummond to share as far as those services, and I had no problem with that. And as of late, of course, I'm beginning to now funeralize people that I know with some depth. And Brother Bird was one of those persons. In talking with his lovely bride on last week, um, she shared with me some wonderful insights about their life together as husband and wife. And um, one of the things that I think that gets me is that Brother Bird was born on the same day as my mother. And um, I told her and I shared with Jeanette um, that insight. Um, as I said about Brother Pettis on s Saturday, I said the same thing about Brother Bird. The Lord is taking good folks from St. Paul. Um, good folks. And I ain't going to lie. I keep telling the Lord, I got a list if you just want to take somebody. I got, I got a list. Um, uh, but the Lord is taking good folks. And yet we are told in the Psalms, particularly Psalm 90, that if we see three score year and ten, that is 70 years, or by reason of strength, 80 years, that's something to give God praise about. And so I need you to do me a favor right now. For 85 years of life, love, and living, can you give God praise for Brother Thomas Bird Sr.? Amen. Give God praise for Brother Thomas Bird Sr. I, I want to um, lift up a passage that Paul writes to his son, Timothy, um, and it's from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. It reads from the New Revised Standard Version, as for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. For now on there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearing. On that day, the Lord will give to me a crown of righteousness, and not only to me, but to all those who love and long for his appearing. I want to preach just for a few brief moments. Um, claiming what is mine. Claiming what is mine. 
it has been said that uh, we preach our own eulogies based upon the life that we live. Oftentimes, at moments like this, preachers have been guilty of trying to preach someone with questionable character and dubious integrity into heaven with the aspiration of trying to offer hope and comfort to the family and encourage their weary hearts. In other words, there are times when preachers get up here and start lying about the character of somebody when they know they were mean as hell and probably would wind up going to hell. However, that ain't the case on today. We know that Brother Thomas Bird Sr. had a relationship with God and he loved God and he loved the people of God and he allowed for his life to speak for him. I am contend, I contend that a lot of folks like to talk the talk, but Brother Bird walked the walk. Brother Bird was allowed by the grace and mercy of God to see 85 years of existence. God is to be praised that he was allowed to see 85 years of existence. And if the Lord had spared him, he would have been 86 on his birthday. But we do know that Brother Bird was challenged in his latter days with some health concerns. Uh, he began to get text messages from the great beyond when pain racked his body. When he was diagnosed with certain issues, those were emails from heaven that his time was wrapping up. And yet God, even in dying, has given him the healing he so sought after. I have discovered that when you know who Jesus Christ is and the pardon of your sin, death becomes an agent of healing. I don't think, Sister Jeanette, that he wanted to stay in a body that was constantly and consistently breaking down. He lived a good life. He served his God well. He lived his life well. He loved this church. He loved his family. But most of all, he loved his God. So the words of the Pauline text I've shared before you are so appropriate for a time like this. Can I tell you all what Paul is really trying to share in this text? But Paul is writing his final words to his son in ministry by the name of Timothy. It is considered to be what we call his valedictory speech. It is the benediction of a tired, weary traveler, a worn out fighter, a struggling servant of God who has seen the frost of many winters and the dews of many springs. But the Apostle Paul, just like Brother Bird, had his ups and his downs. He had his highs and his lows. He had his sunshine and his rain. He had mountaintop experiences and valley low situations. And yet, I believe that when you're in touch with who God is in the pardon of your sin, you'll know when you're getting closer to pitching your tent to the River Jordan. God has a way of letting you know 
that I'm getting ready to call you from labor to refreshment. I'm getting ready to call you from a time of service to a time of rest. So for Paul, death was not a tragic conclusion to an unfulfilled life, but rather a transition due to faithful service. Brother Bird served God faithfully. And Paul uses the imagery from the Olympic Games of antiquity and make the claim how he has fought a good fight. Not only has he fought a good fight, but he finished what he started. And not only did he finish what he started, but as he fought the good fight, as he ran his course, he did not lose faith. And when he appears before the judge of time and eternity, Paul said, I will be crowned as victor, and I'll be given a wreath of triumph. But what we must understand is that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one who endures to the end. We have too many people who tend to give up too soon because they rely on their own gifts and strengths rather than the power and presence of God. But the race is given to the one that does like Paul did. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Here in this text, Paul is not being boastful, but Paul is sharing an honest assessment about his life. He reminds us, and if Brother Bird was here right now, he would tell you the same thing, that life is a struggle of ups and downs, highs and lows, successes and failures. Certainly, Brother Bird knew that he could not have gotten to where he was had it not been for the Lord in his life. But the Apostle Paul lets us know that the race is not over until you've crossed the finish line. The fight is not over until there's been a knockout or the last bell has been sounded. The Apostle Paul lets us know when you do the work of the Lord, don't start something and not see it through. But the Apostle Paul knew that there is something beyond this veil of tears. And even in the midst of death and dying, Paul's faith was never deterred. Even in the midst of his health deteriorating, Brother Bird's faith was never deterred. And it was that type of faith that empowered him to lay claim to the crown that God says, I got for you. The faith that Brother Bird had was not based upon head knowledge about God. It was not based upon theology about God. It was not based upon information about God, but it was based on his relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I can imagine that our dearly departed brother, Brother Thomas, was sitting in the jail cell of his deteriorating body, knowing that his time would not be long. Like Paul, he said, I fought a good fight, meaning that I got knocked down, but I didn't get knocked out. Life will knock you down. Brother Bird knew 
what life would do to him because he got knocked down due to the fact that his health began to get the best of him. He also reminds us that he finished the race, meaning he stayed in his lane and he ran his leg. And he crossed the finish line. He didn't quit doing what God had for him to do. But more importantly than fighting the good fight, more importantly than finishing his race, he kept the faith. He kept the faith in a God that would sustain him through difficult times. He kept the faith in a Christ that died for his sins on a hill called Calvary and God raised him from the dead on Resurrection Sunday. He kept the faith by the power of the Holy Ghost that sustained and strengthened him when he felt like giving up. And now, like Paul, he can say, I want the crown that is promised to me. Uh, on Sundays, and I shared this with you before, and I want to reiterate it right now, but on Sundays, when we were coming to church before the pandemic, Brother Bird would always make his way from his pew. Come down and speak to me in front of this pulpit. He was very gracious. He had an encouraging word. He had that whimsical smile. And he was uh, satorally splendid. Dressed well, looked well, had it going on. And there were times, uh, Brother Grimes, he and I, we would talk about the ties that we were wearing. Well, I want you all to know that more so than him coming down to me, that on March the 28th, 2020, Brother Bird saw the outstretched arm of the master. And like that Olympic runner, uh, he ran his race. He came into the Olympic Stadium of Heaven, and he saw God uh, at the top of the balcony, outstretching his hand and saying, come on up, Brother Bird. You've been faithful over a few things. Uh, I want to make you a ruler over many. And one thing about the Olympic runner is that when the Olympic runner saw the king stand up and saw the king outstretch his hand and bid him to come on up, he knew that was going to be a good day. I want you all to know that on March the 28th, that's what God did for Brother Bird. He extended his hand and he told him to come on up. Yet what I love about this passage, beloved, is that Brother Bird gets his crown. But there's a crown for any of us who know Jesus Christ in the pardon of our sin. I, I, I can shout right now because he serves as a testament, as a testimony that when you're faithful unto death, that God's got something better for you than the world could ever offer. I close on this note and may the Lord bless you real good. I'm trying not to holler a hoop, but my Mississippi trying to slip out. I could only give him prayer, but the other day God sealed his salvation. I could only give him an encouraging word, but the other day Christ sealed his eternal life. I could only give him a smile and a hug, but Christ gave him a crown to wear. I could only exchange ties with him, but Christ gave him a robe of righteousness. Brother Thomas, claim that which belongs to you. Not only claim your crown, but claim your healing. You got a brand new body right now. Claim 
your deliverance. You've been delivered from sin and you can bask in the glory of God. Claim your salvation. Dance before our God and give him glory and honor. Claim that which belongs to you. And if you would, give him praise and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the nail prints in your hand. Because had you not died on Calvary, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I want to thank you for the cut in your side. Because had you not died on Calvary, I wouldn't have salvation right now. I want to thank you for my wife. I want to thank you for my children. I want to thank you for my grandchildren. I want to thank you for my friends. I want to thank you for my church. But Lord, most of all, I want to thank you for doing for me what I could not do for myself. So bow down, give him praise, and keep your praise going until we get there. directors come we are going to do the benediction at the grave site but we thank the lord for a wonderful wonderful celebration come on let's give god some praise in here come on what a wonderful wonderful celebration we've had today amen the family will be recessed out and um and we all are going to praise the lord as we hear our final selection this time in need of favor we need persons that will serve as flower bearers if you will come i see we got some of our ushers and if there are others we would appreciate that also for those that will be pall bearers if you will come to my right for those that will be pall bearers we need you to come down front to process out with us and everyone with the exception of the family would you please stand at this time continue to go ahead and bless us Dave. Hey, Paul Bearers, Paul Bearers, would you come? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will receive you. 
where I am, there you may be also. Time to say, how do we know where you're going? Who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl can come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold not another, though the rains be consumed within me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should have come against me, my heart shall not fear. No war shall rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing that I desire. Oh, when I die, hallelujah, bye-bye.